0: Welcome to the Assemblé Dance Studio Podcast, your go-to source for bite-sized lessons in growing and running your dance studio. I'm your host, Claire O'Shea, and I'm a dance studio owner and business coach, helping you grow your dance studio simply and successfully so you can reach more students, grow your business, and become the go-to dance studio in your area. Want to grab a free copy of my Dance Studio Growth Marketing eBook? sign up for a free copy today of the ebook 97 simple strategies to grow your dance studio by going to assembledancestudiocoaching.com forward slash marketing ebook now sit back relax and enjoy the show and don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any of my episodes released weekly Hey guys, it's Claire Shea here and welcome back to another episode of the Assemble Dance Studio Coaching Podcast. In today's episode, we are talking all about how to get started. So you might be a dance teacher or you might be managing another studio or maybe you already own a studio and you're looking to start another or you might be moving somewhere. It's all about planning how to start mostly I'm going to talk about how to start from scratch so if you are thinking of opening anytime soon I know this episode is going to be filled with amazing tidbits and tips for you and if you're a an existing shoe owner and you have a studio that you love and you adore you might find this episode interesting because you know you could compare it to maybe how you opened and share your tips and tricks with me in the uh, Facebook group so you can find that Facebook group at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash assemble Dance Studio Coaching. So without further ado, let's jump into today's episode. So if you are looking to start, you're super excited. This part, I remember it so clearly was so, so exciting that The planning phase is always so fun to really think about, you know, what type of business that you want to have and the type of studio you want to, you know, create. So the first thing I'd recommend for you to do is to check the legal stuff in your area or your country. So depending on where you're looking to open up, there might be some local council laws that you have to do. You might have to be registered with certain bodies. You might have to apply for certain permits. So really do some research on the sort of legal side of owning and running a business in your area, so but with that in mind, I also want you to, to keep in mind when you're looking for a place you want to open, to think about it in terms of being respectful to other studio owners and finding a spot, you know, with little or not any competition. And that's not always possible in your area, obviously. But I definitely think there is a way for you to do it in a considerate and a kind way where we're not opening up like next to or on the same block as another business. I just think for you as well, like it's just not going to turn out for you. Like you're you're the new person on the block and yes, you, um, well, I'm sure you're fantastic, but you know, those, the businesses there and existing will have that reputation for being there first so you know within your power try and find a place where it's either you know a little bit away from the current studios uh, and for you as well being in a new area or an area with a little competition is just going to mean more students for you which is obviously a bonus. Next step would be to register your business name, you know, create or get help with your logo. So depending on what you want to name your business and again, depending on what country and you might have to register with certain bodies in Australia, we have like a search sort of website that we go to to make sure it's not too close to other business names. Uh, and then you pay a fee to register that name. And then from there, you can, you know, add it to an ABN, etc., whatever you need to do. Uh, and then with the logo, I would really encourage you to spend money in this spot so moving forward branding wise the logo is a huge part of your business and whilst yes you could create something yourself a lot of the Canva uh, you know templates and graphics specifically say you can't use them for a logo so that could be a legal thing um, to keep in mind and you might really need to spend a little bit of money on investing in a graphic designer or a branding expert that can really help bring your vision to life. Once you've done that, you've secured your name, your business name, your your brand, your uh, your logo. I really would encourage you to secure all of your social handles and your website as quickly as possible. So ideally, they would be you know the same across the board. So really think about how uh, and check their availability and register them as quickly as possible, because you would it's really annoying to have like you know at dance studio B on one thing, but then at dance studio B. B underscore on another. So try and keep it as uh, cohesive as possible. Then the next thing I would say to do, start doing straight away is to build your email list. So this is over likes on Instagram and you know followers on Facebook. It's to start building your email list straight away. You for example could create a freebie or even hold a free class in your area and start building the your no like and trust factor so that's getting your name of your you know yourself and your business out in the community and out in the public to you know either test out what you're offering or to build that no like and trust to be able to pass over their contact details so you know you might spend you know a month, two months, three months depending on when you're wanting to launch and just focus on list building and offering your services to the community in a way that is getting your name and your reputation out there. And then when you are ready to open, you know, you might be waiting to rent a space or you might be doing building works at a, you know, in a building or whatever it is that you might be doing. When you know you're going to have a start date, then you can launch to that list you've already been building. So, you know, social media is fantastic and it's a really great way to get out there, but you don't know when you send a post out there how many people are actually seeing it. Where on your email list, if you email out to those people, you know at least it's all getting into their inbox. So that yes, they might not open it or they might delete it or they might say unsubscribe and that's you know totally fair and probably might happen. But at least you know you're actually getting in front of those people. So if they are wanting them to connect with you that they can versus your email um, you know your social media where you really just don't have any control because it's not up to us we don't own those uh, viewers or followers or the people that are on our who like our page we don't own that and we don't own those lists and that's really something to keep in mind and that is why I place so much emphasis on building your email list. Obviously, from there, you can start to think about paid ads through Google or through social media or maybe there's local primary schools or something that you feel is going to be working for you best. But again, before you put money into paid advertising, there is a couple of things that I would recommend you do first. But I think to get started, uh, the above is a really great or what I spoke about previously is a really great good place to start. Check your legal stuff in your area, find a location with little to no competition, make sure to register your business name, find a professional or someone to help with your logo, secure your socials and your website, start building your email list straight away by either creating a freebie or holding a free class and building your know, like and trust factor before you launch to your list. So that is my tips and tricks on how to get started. Again, if you are starting, I work with clients every week who are starting their dance studios and it's one of my favorite things to do uh, to help support them through this journey as a new studio owner. If you're looking for some extra guidance and support, I would encourage you to head to my website or reach out to me on Instagram and we can always get in touch to uh, talk about how it would be best for us to work together in the future. Uh, again, if you are a previous studio owner, the same thing, if you were needing some extra guidance and support, someone to bounce ideas off or keep you accountable, be sure to reach out to me. There's a couple of ways that we can connect. Uh, and if not, I would love to know how you got started in your dance studio because depending on you know the year or the time, I'm sure it was very, very different to what I just suggested then. Uh, and I'd love to know if any of the above tips that I mentioned before were helpful to you in any way. So that is all for today. I hope you found today's episode helpful. As always, please leave a review if you like today's episode and I look forward to speaking with you next week. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Assemblée Dance Studio Coaching Podcast with your host, me, Claire O'Shea. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it on your stories on Instagram and tag the show or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Assemble Dance Studio Coaching. Tune in next week for another episode all about helping you grow your dance studio simply and successfully so you can reach more students, grow your business and become the go-to dance studio in your area. See you then.